This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. And I'm Jarrett Murphy from City Limits. And Ben, the April 19th New York State primary in November, December, it looked like it was going to be an afterthought, a formality, but it is proving to be anything but that. Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, I, I love it. A lot of people in New York are pretty excited about it. Um, the candidates are here. They're campaigning all over New York State but also very much in New York City. Uh, we've had several candidates up in the Bronx, which is, you know, kind of good to see that people are paying attention to the Bronx, of course. Um, lots of big rallies and, and lots of discussion about, you know, who if Hillary Clinton will sort of blow her lead here in her adopted home state. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen on the GOP side, although Trump's got big polling leads. So pretty exciting time. Yeah, but that's part of what makes it exciting is it's not just a question of who's going to win, but... Um, where they win and by how much. I mean, that will go to the question of how the Republicans divvy up their delegates, what kind of a case Bernie Sanders can make coming out of this, given the expectation that Clinton would prevail easily in her adopted home state. I think it's interesting that it has become it becomes so localized, this national campaign, that there actually is a kind of quiet debate about not whether there should be a debate in New York State, not whether it should be in Brooklyn, but where in Brooklyn <laughs> we should locate this right. debate. Obviously, people, it's scheduled for the Navy Yard, I guess. Mm -hmm. and Eric Adams, and I'm assuming some others, are suggesting it be moved deeper into kind of the Brooklyn that reflects certain issues they want the candidates to talk about, which is, you know, Brownsville is the, the area that he would like it to be located in. Um, and that was that's sort of a symbolic ask. I mean... They're not going to move the site of the debate at this point, especially they just, you know, if you were following it all, the, you know, the amount of energy and negotiation it took to even get a debate scheduled, uh, you know, it was quite significant. So they're not going to change it. But the point that Adams and others were making is sort of to really get into, um, you know, real Brooklyn and to talk about poverty and to talk about, you know, some of these urban issues that have been missing largely from the campaign because you haven't had a lot of campaigning in big cities. No, I mean, the closest people came to it, I guess, was that debate in Flint where some of those issues came up. Uh, and I think, you know, this is a perennial thing for urbanites to kind of kvetch about, and we've certainly done it in the past, about the relatively short shrift that urban issues get given how many Americans live in cities or, or commute to them for their jobs, how important cities are to the economy. And it's a longstanding thing that really since the war on poverty and maybe a little bit during like the Jimmy Carter uh, tour of the Bronx days, urban issues have been shunted aside. It's largely because the, the parties have, have kind of, you know, one party dominates cities so much they don't need to compete for it. The other has kind of given up on them. Uh, and so it really is sort of a one-sided conversation. And I know there are some folks in New York trying to use this primary as a lever to change that. Right. I, I mean, I think it's important when we say, you know, urban issues, what are we what are we really talking about, right? I mean, that's and that's part of what what people are are looking to this debate that's going to be in Brooklyn no matter where it is in Brooklyn to actually talk about some of these issues, to talk about housing, to talk about, you know, even sort of federal education policy, but what is that, you know, what is the federal education money really going towards? What is it encouraging? You know, right. What are the strings attached exactly. to, to the money? Exactly. Um, you know, and that is, of course, matter so much to urban centers where so many millions of young people are being educated. But, you know, we've seen a lot of talk recently in New York City about federal housing money because of the terrible conditions in NYCHA buildings that, you know, were, and you know, obviously a lot more about this than I do, having followed it for so long. But, um, you know, the, these NYCHA complexes that had 
gotten a lot more uh, funding from the federal government as well as other housing programs. Yeah, I think part of what makes it interesting to talk about urban issues is that some of the some of the issues that used to be identified as urban have changed because, uh, frankly, because of changes in federal policy that have resulted in, you know, suburbanization of poverty. Uh, so poverty is no longer chiefly an urban issue if it ever was. Uh, you know, when we talk about the drug problem in America, you know, it's largely driven by meth and opioids, and, and that is obviously a, as much a rural issue as it is a city one. Uh, but I think housing is clearly a, an issue that has particular relevance here in New York, especially. Bernie Sanders referred to affordable housing a couple times during his Bronx speech last week. Hillary Clinton has uh, some decent policy detail on her site and in her policy papers about housing, about encouraging home ownership with down payment matches, about increasing low-income housing tax credits. Uh, Republicans have less to say, except, of course, Ted Cruz wants to abolish HUD and thinks that most of the uh, interventions in the housing market by the federal government have been disastrous. But if you think about it, housing is so, the federal government is so central to every aspect of the housing issue, public housing, the mortgage income interest rate uh, deduction, um, you know, federal support for homeless shelters. I mean, you name it, they are part of both past and present in terms of housing. Uh, and it is, you know, interesting to, it'll be interesting to see during this debate, which obviously is for a national audience as much of a New York one, just how much uh, CNN and Errol Lewis will ask about housing. And I'm just, hopefully there'll be a question or two on it. Right. I see a lot of chatter on Twitter where people are already trying to, you know, influence the questions that Errol asks and, you know, push them towards some of these urban questions. And um, I do want to, you know, mention that uh, our colleague Annie Carney, who used to be a New York City based, well, she's still New York City based, but used to be a Daily News reporter, uh, wrote something you know, really good at Politico about Sanders and Clinton being pushed to talk about urban issues. And, you know, she had a good, you know, quick survey of their websites, noting that there's, you know, even on websites, which are usually where you can store a bunch of other sort of platform agenda items, even if you're not talking about them at rallies or at debates, you know, there's very limited, very limited discussion on the candidates sites even about sort of, quote unquote, urban issues. And, um, you know, I think that that's going to be interesting to see both from the moderators, but also from the candidates, how directly they're speaking to New Yorkers during this Democratic debate. Right. And then also on the Republican side, there I, there doesn't seem to be a, a New York debate pending, although I, a li, you know, it's occurring to me now. I don't know why that hasn't been really pushed harder. Um, but, you know, they seem to be, while there's been some campaigning in New York City, they seem to obviously be concentrated, and it makes sense, in areas of the state that have deeper Republican concentrations. And, of course, all this and beer and pretzels, too, will be <laughs> on offer next Thursday, April 14th, when you and I host and moderate our pre-primary panel, something we dreamed up months ago before it seemed the primary would actually be interesting. Uh, we'll have uh, former Congressman Anthony Weiner, Christina Greer, professor at Fordham University, uh, the chair of the Department of, I think it's Public uh, public Service, Public Policy at Baruch David Birdzell, and Stephen Romalewski, who's a, a, a very skilled demographer from CUNY, as well as, we hope, uh, some representatives of some of the campaigns to hash out, you know, what's going to drive the results of this race and what impact will New York have on the national contest, and in turn, what will the results from that contest have on, on New York State and New York City? Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's it's great that we scheduled for Thursday night, and then the Democratic debate is now going to be after our event is over. So it's going to be an even better primer for watching that debate and for following the vote that will take place five days later in New York. So uh, 
People can look for information on our social media channels at Gotham Gazette and City Limits, and uh, we hope to see people uh, Thursday night the 14th. I have uh, two suits, one gray, one black. I don't think we should match. Okay. So are you, do you have no, no direction you're going suit-wise? Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably go uh, Brooklyn casual cool, even though oh, our wow. event is in Manhattan, because the you know debate is in Brooklyn and we're trying to really um, you know make sure that candidates know where we stand on the most important borough at this point. Well, I will go decidedly uncool. 